All right, we're live here on a <laughs> Wacky Wednesday already. Is that what it is? Whip yeah. them out Wednesday or Wacky Wednesday? Whip them out Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Well, what is Whip them out Wednesday? Whip them out Wednesday uh, was a radio bit. Um, By Opie and Anthony? Yes. How did I know? Yes. Jesus. What happened to those guys? I know. I love those guys. I think somebody got canceled. What that was when radio was radio. Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's back when you can actually have fun. Just show right. Make fun of people. You know? Didn't Jim Norton have to issue like a, a bunch of life-changing apologies or something, right? No, I think he does that on a weekly basis. Oh, on, a, right? on some serious XM show that he does. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, when yeah. did you have fun on radio, man? When, was when did I have fun? Serious. Oh, yeah. When when could it's you been have a, fun? It's on been radio? a while. Let's just <laughs> put it this way. It's been quite a while. It feels like forever, but it's been a few years. Right, right. Yeah. But we are inching closer to Eagles football as we are now just four days um, away, Aton. How many? Four. four. I'm surprised you're not going through the all-time number fours in Philadelphia sports. We can do that today. Yeah, we got two hours to kill, Stevie. (laughs) Uh Oh, one of them days. Oh, yes, we go. Here we go. I did my podcast today. I'm fired up. I'm ready to. I'm ready to go do something fun. Let's do it. It's the middle in the middle of the week. Right. Let's get some of this wacky stuff going there. In the middle of the day. What? You, did you bring any wacky stuff? Because I, I don't know how much wacky stuff we have already in the can here. Well, right? you got well, some wacky tobacco, I'm sure, right? Well, yeah, but that's not something that can be done on the show. Like, right, no right. Otherwise, it's just, you know, hey, more more of the same. It's, it's what we got here, you know? It the is. Eagles are, are in Atlanta, and I, I can't imagine anything has changed with anybody's. Like, if you had the, the Eagles winning on Monday, you probably have the Eagles still winning today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. nothing. Nothing's changed as far as that goes. I mean, I am getting excited, though. I have to admit about Thursday night football this week. Good. Dallas and Tampa Bay. You should be. Yeah. We we need something like this back. Now, look, we, there's plenty of college around and and all of that, but this is like the first official game. Yeah. And don't it's a watch good one. Pre-game, let me tell you that. No, I'm not watching any pre-games. No, it's my tenth year wedding anniversary. Thursday tomorrow is and so we'll be at dinner and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually DVR the game I might not even watch it tomorrow night I might get up very early in the morning on Friday and just zip through it okay like I like to do now what what would you do just fast forward through all of the commercials and everything yes yes you also can bail if you find out that it's a big or if it's like a blowout well, I'll know what the outcome is. So, yeah, yeah, depending on that, I can bail early. I will not watch any halftime nonsense, uh, <laughs> none of the pregame garbage. I have been out on all that stuff pretty much for a couple of years. You're not missing anything. Like, there's nothing I can th- they can tell me in a pregame show, you know, as far as for a national game that I don't already know. Seriously. <laughs> not not any at, at any point. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, uh, is, is there for you? I, I get I get some worth out of it, you know, just because I want to see if the the analyst is thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? You know what was his, was what does he think is going to make you know a, a huge bearing on the game? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's, it's almost like I want to you know see if they're right or wrong more so than anything. So you know, I find myself doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, if this really 
this isn't cover two. This is this is actually man free, you know, doing stuff like that, man. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what I get out of it. Do you get any of that really though in, in the halftime or or pregame? Like well, the pregame, you're supposed to build up to what you think is gonna happen in the game, you know, how they're gonna attack certain weaknesses of the other team. Right. That's what I get out of it, you know. What player has to step up to really, you know, uh get his team in position to win. You know what I'm saying? Who has to be the, the the highlighted player? You know, the offensive line has to play. Of course, we all know that. But there are certain guys that have certain matchups. All right. Well, let me ask you that about this game because we don't know squat about either one of these teams based on what we saw in the preseason because neither team did anything. They hardly played any starters. We got new coaching staffs on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's like – Special teams as well. What's that? Special teams as well. Well, I'm, right. I'm saying Atlanta and Philadelphia, both new coaching staffs, period. I'm not even, you know, well, yeah, of course, special are. teams and defense and offense, but both teams have brand new coaching staff. So we don't know squat. Well, yeah, but then I, then I look at the matchups I'm going to see out there. You know, certain matchup, you know, like Pitts versus Wilson. Now, Wilson is supposed to be one of the best. Um, Eric Wilson is going to be one of the best cover linebackers in the league. So he's getting so, that assignment. So I think that you know when they do man up, they do have him in a position. He's going to be lined up against Pitts. Good luck. So I want to see that matchup, right? And then yeah. you know, of course, you know, on the outside, you know how how those guys are going to play. So I see all that stuff, man. That's that's what I look forward to seeing. Look, you man, know? I, this Falcons passing attack is going to be deadly, and you're going to have got like that rookie is going to step in, Big O, right? Where right. he's going to have a, a couple of opportunities for looks like this defense. It, it's not to say that the, the Eagles defense can't get to Matt Ryan. I mean, my God, if they can't, then there's a problem. But if Ryan gets the ball out fast, like all Arthur Smith needs to do, right, is just work this offseason on getting the ball out as fast as possible for Matt Ryan. Well, we've seen that with your guy in Pittsburgh. We've seen that with Aaron Rodgers. We've seen guys. It's like the serum. For the older quarterback, right? Yeah. You get old in the game, you get the ball out faster, and it's life-changing. So if Matt Ryan's able to do that, that could be a huge problem for this Eagles team where well, that one matchup you mentioned is going to kill them. We got to look at this also, you know. I mean, all right, you got Calvin Ridley against, you know, uh, you know, both our corners, you know, whether it's Slay or Nelson on the other side. But you get the ball out fast. It doesn't necessarily equate to great offense because now you just, you know, all right, you throw in a quick pass and they tackle right in front of you. You know, it might not move the sticks good enough to get a first down. So, and I don't know what they're going to, you know, if running the ball is going to be successful for this team. You know, because, I mean, all right, Mike Davis is okay. I mean, he's not like one of the premier backs in the league. Yeah, Aton seems to be pretty high on Mr. Davis. Well, he's he's right. a down back that you can throw to that Atlanta hasn't had in their backfield before. Yeah, but, you know, Cordell, I should say. You're right, and Cordell Patterson, they they like to play him like a running back slash. Well, that'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Yeah, yeah, he's, right. a, he's how creative. How creative can they get with him? You know, with him, he's more of like I don't know if you guys remember back in the Chargers, the uh, Harmon, he had passed away, but he's kind of that type of back, a guy yeah. that you know lines up a tailback, can line up in the H position, he can line up in the wing position, put him out there at slot. Um, you know, you can use him in a lot of ways, run screens with him because he's he's not really a receiver anymore he's more so a guy that is a gadget guy so you know but i'm I'm looking at that offensive line i mean one of the matthews boys jake matthews has been there for a long time he's a pretty good player but other than that you know it gets kind of shaky yeah. i don't know i mean 
Lindstrom's okay, but I don't know him going against Fletcher Cox. And I would say, you know, that's a that's a favorable matchup for him. You know, I hate to do it to him, but Fletcher's a little pissed off that everybody's been talking trash about him. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know he comes out with a with a vengeance this year. So is he going to take it out on my boy Matt Hennessy from Temple? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, he come, and you know, at this point, man, he's pretty good, man. He he yeah. played well. Yeah. He played well. You know, I, I like him. He's quick, you know, explosive. But when you're going against guys, you know, that, you know, Javon Hargraves, he has a lot to go out there and and, and prove right now because he didn't do anything last year, mm-hmm. even though he was tied for uh, the lead in sacks. Last year, he only played half the season for real, for real, the way we want him to play. But look, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. So because of that, I see this defensive line going out there making an impact on that offensive line. Because I don't I don't think that offensive line is really good enough to compete against this defense. So that should be a win in the Eagles column. So in the trenches, defense wins out over and Atlanta. Both and, well, offense, yeah. Offense, it's one of the better offensive lines when healthy. We we know that, but I'm really curious to see, you know, just what kind of formations are they are they going to you know show up in an offense? Because right. we got so sort of predictable and stale yes. in the final year, year and a half of Doug Peterson's offense, where you know you're watching a game, you're like, all right, I know what they're doing here. Like I need to see, you know, it's something creative. We've been told about how creative this guy is and how, you know, great he is with wide receivers. You know, how are they going to use Devontae Smith? How are they going to get him the ball in, in space? How are they going to utilize Rager? You know, different things. That's the thing that I'm really curious to see because yeah. we really have zero to go on as far as like, well, I think they're going to do this. I have zero idea what they're going to do. I'm hoping they run the ball enough. And I'm really curious to see, well, what kind of matchups they're able to scheme up offensively through formations. Great call by you, Harry. Great call by you. I don't think I do this for a living. I don't think this team's <laughs> going to run the ball much at all, to be honest. You don't? No, they have two guys in here who are designed to be pass catching backs that clearly Miles Sanders lost. Think about this. Miles Sanders lost touches in the preseason practice, of course, to Kenny Gainwell because Sanders wasn't able to catch the football consistently. If you have a bell cow back that you're running out there, regardless of the circumstance, he's not going to take, you're not going to lose touches on first or second down, even if you are running a pass play where he's a fourth or fifth option. So that point, I think, and, and look, not having any basis of whatever to go on with Nick Sirianni, I think that he's going to try and throw the ball a lot. And look, that doesn't mean that Gainwell and Sanders, to a greater extent, aren't going to touch the ball. We could probably see even more touches for Sanders than we saw last year. But I, I think, you know, if, if you're going into it with this ground and pound no, mentality. No, no I but I, I just want to see more running than Doug Peterson did. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if he didn't run as much as we think versus game flow that would just dictate. All right, you're getting your ass kicked. You're not going to run the ball as much. I think it's going to be um, a little – I think it's going to be a lot more running than they had last year, the year before that, you know, with, with Doug Peterson. Um, I think, you know, that Sirianni understands. And in, in being from Indianapolis where, you know, of course their head coach, he likes to run the ball. And once he started running the ball, it helped that offense out tremendously. So I think he's going to take that game plan. And I think the run-to-pass ratio to be healthy should be 55-45. With that, they could be they could win a lot of games with that. And you know, thinking about that, we're talking about this team being bad, and 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 you know, you know, the expectations are so low for them. 
but it really doesn't matter what we think. It's, it's more so what these players think. Because I don't know if you guys remember, back in 2017, they didn't have the best roster in the league. They weren't just above and beyond better athletes or have the better talent on these teams. But what they did do is play as a unit. And if they if he got those guys to buy into themselves as a unit, sometimes your your physical attributes, um, you you know, you can you can get by without that. So I think this team is very talented in their first, you know, the first team, their first line. And if they play as a team, they can shock a lot of people, man. I'm telling you, they can shock a lot of people. Eagles because it's the team concept, man. Eagles were eighth in the league where they, they passed the ball 62.2%. Versus right. the 38% versus the run. Now, that's league. If you look at the middle of the league where Carolina and the Giants are, it's 59%. So the only teams that were really throwing super heavy last year were Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Houston, and Detroit. Now, those, those are teams that were down a lot. Now, Pittsburgh, remember, they had that resurgence towards the end. But Jacksonville, Houston, Detroit. These are teams that were down a ton last year. So is Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Well, I think naturally speaking, if the Eagles are just better than what they were last year, better than a four-win team than what they were last year, then it speaks to reason that they're going to run the ball a little bit more because they're going to be in games and they're going to be up more than they were last year. But I don't necessarily know if we can just afford the benefit of the doubt to Nick Sirianni that he's going to come in and change everything. This guy hasn't done a damn thing. A no, damn. you're right. That's what we're not saying benefit of doubt. He he has no benefit. No, of he doubt has. We don't know what the hell he's going to run. I'm just you hoping don't know he does. Right. That's <laughs> you all. Know, wish it upon a star. I'll probably be disappointed, <laughs> like I typically well, am. That's what I'm saying. Though, like, <laughs> based, based on what what are we talking about here? Right. Just we're talking on, about. What I would want to do, what I would right, do. right, right. We're mostly we're mostly talking about you know a, a wish list. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, what's on the Christmas tree? Yeah, that's what but, we're thinking right now. Because I also have a second year quarterback that played all but four games in his career, and he played nothing in the preseason. I'd kind of like to ease him into the season. You know, not having to throw the ball thirty to forty times a game and use a little bit of running game. That's all. Yeah, he saw how Jonathan Taylor helped that Indianapolis team. Mm -hmm. run the offense you know you had an aging quarterback there that had no functional mobility in the pocket you know philip rivers would run away from anything yeah, so they had to run the ball remember he he came in due to an injury don't give these guys credit that they saw this and started the season that way no they did start the season running the ball a lot more um and then they stopped because jonathan wasn't really doing anything he had got hurt and though towards the end of the season they had to help their quarterback out because T.Y. Hilton and all those guys were out, which they had to run the ball, and it helped them out tremendously in running that offense after that. Well, Hines was – remember, they were throwing to Hines from day one. Like, they were using that backfield. That's, that's my point, is that is that I don't think these guys – I think they lucked into it in Indy more so than some, some crazy game planning. Like, Tone says, okay, I'm finally starting to warm up to Nick Sirianni. It took eight months. Based off of what? Based on what? Yeah, exactly. Off of what? Right. Like Nick well, Sirianni, I, I swear to goodness, man, this guy is going to be out of here in three years. In three years, he's going to be gone. 
the over under. Why? Why? What? 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 Because he can't coach, and he doesn't. We don't know if he can or not. Right? We just said we don't know what he is. These bullshit platitudes, and he's got these because anytime you try to coach his son, you know what he coaches son. Who the hell cares about that shit? I can tell you everything I need to know about Nick Sirianni. He's a blockbuster Vin Diesel movie with no substance to it there's no plot to it there's no writing to it it's just, just a lot of explosions, explosions and car races latitudes and oh man let's see if we can have this car race a train and then vin diesel could jump from the car to the train and then do some no. flip and then duck well, i'm a fast and the furious fan so i'm all in oh man i'm a I didn't, fast and the furious I, fan so i'm all in i've never watched one of those and i never will it's, it's the I lowest love it. common denominator of exactly entertainment where you i know, understand that it's nothing but cars and dudes that you know with muscles and 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 and, you know and he wants to whoop everybody's ass i get that he couldn't and i love that he didn't understand inception if he watched it 10 times over i am out on vin diesel anything vin diesel i'm out on man i love it man except boiler room that was a good movie well that's that's not a vin he wasn't even vin diesel in that movie well that's why it was a good movie (laughs) that's exactly right bro i love i mean he's one step above porn okay i love i love i love cars I love fighting. Yeah. And I love, you know, they have the women in the, in, the, in the shows, you know, some of the finest women in the show. So, yes, I love all aspects of that, just like I love football. Football's a gladiator sport. You know, guys out there, you know, choking each other. You know, I, 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 I like that aggressive gladiator nature of football. It well, checks all the boxes for fast me. Fast and Furious, though. Fast, like, Fast and Furious is just a piece of shit that has no substance to it. The it's NFL. Cars, man. It's, it's cars, cars. Okay, but the NFL has constant amount of drama and narratives and discussion and stardom and issues yeah. and constant amount of conflict too. Like, think about that. There's constant, like, there's, there's. That's what I'm saying. Nick Sirianni. You're making it sound like a chick flick, man. No, it's not a chick flick. It's Who's gladiator you? sport, man. Where are you talking about chick? You saying because you're talking about it all got all these you know stuff going wrong and these. But no, no, football what? is a gladiator sport. We're just whooping everybody's ass. That's what it is. What's when did I say it isn't? What I'm saying is what now describe what you just described. You said it's what? I just conflicts, conflicts, chick flick. No, you didn't say you know, chick flick. Well, I'm, I'm saying chick flick. That's yeah. way you described it. No, I no, I didn't. <laughs> describe describe the way you just described it. I said that there's substance to the NFL. Like substance, chick flick. Conflicts, chick flick. That's what I I'm want thinking. I want substance in my movies. <laughs> like I want, I want I want script. Do you not do you not see what what's or hear what's going on? Like the NFL is talked about nonstop. It's constantly to discussed. There are and there are narratives. There are angles. It's conflict. There are heroes. There are villains. It's substance. That's what my point is: is that it's as deep and as thick of substance as you get. And Nick Sirianni is just on the surface like a scab. That's all. Like who well, cares? He's going to be here and gone. Here's the thing: I don't think you can say that. Just as you can't say what Tone is saying that he's warmed up to Nick Sirianni and it took eight months. Like, how are you warmed up to him? And how are you out on him already? Like, I don't understand how you either can be true. Because right, you don't know anything. You don't know what you don't know. I know this: that he didn't earn this position that he was given this spot as a result of being the only one who would take orders from above nonstop. There's no high profile name that was involved in this search. So this was really about a guy who probably is going to get paid the least amount versus anybody else that they even interviewed. 
So well, that's been conceptually what they've done as well, that's what they did, they did with Andy Reid. You know, yeah, hiring Eagles coaches, period. Yeah. Ray Rose, Andy yeah. Reid. You know, nobody nobody wanted big nobody man. wanted Doug Peterson either. Nobody wanted yeah. Doug either. Yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. You can't ever use here's the thing. The Eagles have taken this away from you. You can't ever, ever, ever use, right? And it's an easy way to get blocked is to make fun of my name. So let's do ahead that with our it was nice knowing you, Archan, but you're out of here. Jeez, here we go. See ya. Blocked. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's one thing, right, to talk about how Peterson was some mined piece of coal that turned into a diamond, right? The reality is that they blew that. They burned it out. They ruined whatever positive Doug Peterson was in coming here because they didn't know how to deal with it. So they don't get any credit. For mining Doug Peterson. They don't get any credit for that because they ruined it. They turned around and ruined it. They they ruined whatever good nature they had. Barrett's like, hey, look, you know, nobody knew about Doug Peterson. Harry's saying the same thing. That's fine. If Doug were still here, you could roll that out and say, look, this is what happens. But the Eagles ruined Doug Peterson. The Eagles were the ones who turned this whole thing in. But they did manage to get a Super Bowl somehow out of it before they ruined it. Exactly. So you, know, so you know what? The Miami Marlins got two World Series out of clearly a non-sustainable way to win. So are you just going to rest on the fact that they got lucky and they got this whole thing with uh, 2017 and there you go and that's fine. I, I can die a happy Well, man. it can be both ways because they were very sustainable, a very sustainable winning franchise under Reed, but never got the, the, the full Monty. Then they end up getting it with Doug Peterson. So, I mean... You know, either way kind of works, right? No. No? The thing is, they got, and if anything, hindsight has shown us that they got lucky with Peterson and they didn't know how to handle it. Well, I mean, I, getting know. getting lucky, uh, it really was sort of going back to the, to the Andy Reid well. And now they tried to do it with Frank Reich, who was here for, you know, two cups of coffee until he went somewhere. They go with, they go where there's familiarity. Well, see, I, I and it's I, worked I, yeah. in the past. I don't know that it's going to work this time, and but I, I, I can't yeah. sit here and right. say he's going to be a failure because he has the team watch Kobayashi tape and breaks down how yeah. Kobayashi attacks eating hot dogs and relates it to football. Is that true? Yes. Uh, That's look, he, I stand by my statement even more. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> oh, yeah. that they, they, he, he was showing tape of Kobayashi. Man, come on. And man. why can he compete well, with Joey Chestnut? Because he has a process and, you know, the way he dips the hot dog in the water and the temperature of the water. I'm t I'm, I read this uh, last night. Well, come look, it, and that's what I'm saying. And that's exactly why I say I don't believe in luck when it comes to football. Andrew you know what luck? I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just what I'm saying. Luck Not is, all is, of her luck. is hard work and preparation. Right. That puts you in a position to be to to, to be lucky. You right. know what I'm saying? If, if when if hard work luck. meets preparation, yes. right? And so, opportunity. Yes. You know, so I think that's that's the basis on how you know these coaches go about their business. Now, Nick Sirian has crossed that crossed that T. He he got these guys working hard. He's got to point in the right direction. Just like in 2017, Doug got all those guys to believe in his system. Right. And they were definitely not the most talented team in the league. They won because they prepared hard for it. 
you know, they 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 believed in themselves enough that regardless of the outside chattering, they were going to go out there and accomplish that goal. There's nothing stopping this team from being the same way. If you look at it, they're actually pretty good as far as they're one deep. Now, you know, as far as them being a team that, you know, that that has, you know, great backups, we don't have that. No. Nope. But we do have a really good starting lot of guys. You know what you do have a good backup in? What's that? Quarterback position. <laughs> I'm I'm dead serious. Like Gardner Minshew yeah. is the best possible scenario for whenever Jalen Hurts goes down. They don't have to change anything. Mm-hmm. He won't. He won't. He won't touch the field. I'm not gonna say that. I can't say that. He won't be the backup quarterback until next year. I think they'll play. They would play. They would definitely play. Um, They'd play Flacco. Over Flacco him? before him. Well, okay. Yes. No, no, no question. No question. About Let's that. look at two scenarios real quick, though. Right, and then we'll take a break here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel here on the middle. But let me throw first scenario where I agree wholeheartedly. I think you are a thousand percent right. Where we may not even see. Minshew up week to week like he may be down week to week just because of of what they're dealing with as far as other spots on the roster so if Jalen Hurts gets hurt in the second quarter they need somebody to come in I agree with you I, I don't even think you can make this argument that it would be anybody else especially of course if if Minshew's down but even if Minshew's up that week it's clear right that they would just throw Joe Flacco in there as a absolutely all right yep. what about the other scenario and you know where I'm going here Barrett Jalen Hurts gets hurt in the second quarter. He's out for the rest of the game where Joe Flacco has come in. Look, they, they're not going to win the game. They lose the game. Inconsequential. Now you have two weeks of a backup quarterback spot, maybe three, two to three weeks of a backup quarterback spot. Knowing what you know about the game and also knowing what you know about how difficult it is. And yes, I'm leading the witness here, knowing how difficult it is to change up scheme and attack midseason. Does that not shine a little bit more light on it being Minshew for maybe a two or three week period, or are you still on Flacco? Flacco have a shorter leash most definitely now because of the athleticism that Minshew has, you know, his ability to run around makes some things happen, you know, after the pass play uh, is broken down and that would make things that in that scenario, they probably would flip, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Later on, like when, when, when if Hertz does come back, that could be an opportunity for them then to flip Flacco and put Flacco number three and Minshew number two. But that's a lot of scenarios that would have to, you know, that would have to happen before, you know, that would happen. But I mean, they, they honestly truly like Flacco. They really do, but they like Flacco a lot. If you ask me this depth chart and the acquisition of Minshew, uh, you know, with Flacco playing respectably well and during the preseason is all about somebody getting an injury somewhere in the league and how he looking to flip somebody. More than it is who's ah, the da, da. perfect yes. backup for Jalen Hurts. Well, who's there a QB factory? Who I mean, who's flippable <laughs> right now? Zach Ertz? No, no I'm talking about a quarterback. quarterback position. Yeah, like if there's one an of those two guys. Yes. Yeah, but Gardner Minshew, like that's not flipping. You're not going to gain anything more from that. What are you going to gain? A, a, another sixth rounder or something like that? It's not no, like I mean, Gardner it, Minshew's in demand like Bradford was when. Well, that's what he's saying. If it, if it, that demand does occur where there's an injury and somebody's looking for a starter to come. Both of those guys are starters. Both of them are. Well, I will give them an opportunity. Like, like if Dak Prescott goes down, are you think they're going to turn the keys over to Will Greer with that I, team, or I are they going to look for a better a option? Rounder, Harry. They're not going to give up a third rounder. Yeah, well, yes, That's they, my they, point. They, they, they would. 
They just don't necessity care. breeds that though. Necessity breeds that. I mean, it happened. Like I said, you have right. it happened. It happened with um, you know, when Carson became the starter. Yeah, it happened. Bradford had a pedigree that Gardner Minshew does not. And, well, and Flacco I, does. Oh, so you think Joe Flacco gets? Yeah, for I, I would think Flacco more than Minshew. I think Minshew's so low, low af- affordable. How he would love to be able to keep him for these next two years as as the backup, knowing how cheap know. he is. Yep. <laughs> You guys, man, you guys are out of your mind. Hey, let me ask you this real quick, Barrett. All right. Would you consider The Wire a chick flick? The Wire? Hell no. 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 All right. Now, The Wire has is the one show that has the most substance to it across all dramas in the history of drama. It's the deepest, most intricately presented show you'll find in, in the history of television. It also has a lot of violence and it also has a lot of grit and it mm-hmm. also has a lot of blood and sweat to it. It's grimy. So that's what I would equate the NFL to. The NFL is the wire. And mm-hmm. here Nick Sirianni wants to come in like the power puff or whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> <laughs> that was my point. Not a chick flick, but, but hey. the balance of the two. You got to attack those hot dogs and, and wet those buns, man. You got to attack <laughs> gotta, it. We gotta it's a method. Yeah. A method behind this. Is there audio of this? Is there any like how do we how did you find this out? I read it on uh, Philly.com, EJ right. Smith. I need I need more of this here. I will take a quick one. Hit us up. More people popping in. So we remind you to smash away on that like button. Make sure you're subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's the middle live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley Law Studios here in Philadelphia. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly in the middle is sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to Steersnacks.com. Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right, you could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. As a hardworking American, You've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. 
I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. All right. We're back now. Where's where's the music? Oh, I, like what, what is what's going on? Does that make you feel better? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, now you got the hard fade and all. That's all. I got this this uh, this morning. I get this little uh, you know week or biweekly newsletter, I guess, in Philly.com about you know the birds. It's a little uh, you know. Uh, they split it up amongst the uh, the beat guys, and you know, the EJ EJ Smith sent this out, and it had a link to one of his pieces recently on Nick Sirianni. So I'm reading it, and I see Kobayashi is mentioned in here, and I'm like, man, this guy's teaching football with Kobayashi. I, I gotta I gotta find out more about this. So. It goes on to saying Sirianni highlighted Kobayashi's attention to detail in a meeting, a team meeting, something he wants his players to emulate. He says, quote, our fifth core value. So he's got the five core values, Aton. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is fundamentals. There's this video of Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut competing, and they go, Why is Kobayashi so good at eating hot dogs? The details and the fundamentals he puts it into it he has to have the right temperature of water to dunk the thing he has to break the hot dog perfectly in half so he's basically breaking down kobayashi's process of eating hot dogs and equating it to football come on i know you love this 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 is absurd (laughs) on so many levels let's start with what should be the obvious which is think about how many other specifics of people successful people not even in the game but outside it doesn't even need to be in sports or what have you that you can use as like attention for for detail Mm -hmm. right and you choose and and again this is the issue Mm -hmm. is where he chooses the specific variables to apply this mentality i don't have any problem with you sitting your team down and showing how a super successful individual pays full attention to detail and is part of their process to success. But if you're specifically picking out something to the absurd. Well, it's unorthodox. It's it's not not absurd. It's It's unorthodox. And he he uses this to get people's attention. It's preparation. He wants to to show the preparation. It's not just football. 
that you have to prepare for. It's, you're preparing for life. You know, the little tasks, the menial tasks still have a certain way of doing things to go about things the right way. And that's what he's trying to focus on. That's what he's trying to get these players to understand. How about you know? a little Jeff Bezos? Like, show me what Jeff Bezos does on a weekly basis. I don't give a crap. <laughs> no, what, no, that's the Col that's the Colin Cowherd show. That's not the the Nick well, Sirianni well, show. No, I, I want to see somebody who is like, wouldn't you want to follow those practices? Right. Wouldn't you want to take somebody? It's all the same concept. This he, oh, he, he 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 wakes up also. He wakes up also. I think look five o'clock in the morning every day, even when he has nothing, um, nothing to do. He's still well, waking so up that early. What is right, that? Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. But you're prepared, Harry. You know how many times you came on the show and not been prepared for a show? That's uh, what I'm saying. Few, you know about that. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, Harry, right. You already, you've always got something in your hat to go back on to reach in your pocket with, and that's just he's just trying to get people to understand on that team that you know even the most menial um, things that you know people that accomplish things in life. You have to prepare for. You have that's to make fine. sure. Like but that's what he's trying to get. Yes, but but you don't need to use the most extreme, absurd, over the top <laughs> example of a guy eating hot dogs. <laughs> that's my point in all of this. It's like it screams. And look also, at me. Look at me. It doesn't no, but, scream about the the practice. Well, I he's also say, he's the best. He's the best of that. He's the best. Joey Chestnut's, Chestnut's actually the best, I yeah. think. Yeah, Joey Chestnut would be the favorite if there was a competition today. Look, he started out the best, though. And then now, yeah. you know, you he started out the best. Where's that Black Widow chick? She's Remember retired. her? Yeah, Sonia Thomas. Oh, she's done? Yeah, she's retired. Now, is she in the, in the hot dog eating Hall of Fame? My yes. God, I hope so. I would yes. hope so. If not, then my goodness, you know. See, I, I needed a camera crew. If not, then why? You know, for the next 24 hours that these people endure in their life after they compete in one of these stupid things. I tell you, like, the, what's that like? The sense you want after that, Harry, is not sight. The sense you want to be around that person mm -hmm. and, and just smell what that person oh. smells like for a day. All oh. the nitrates coming oh out in their God. sweat. That's the sense oh. that you really want to experience following right. these people. That's got to be the dog. worst right oh. there, man. Yeah. Yes. That'll never, it doesn't matter how good the drone pilot is. You'll never get that smell right. through the camera. Oof. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That, that could be bad. That's... Ooh. I don't know if I can look at another Wawa dog the same way after that. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Jeez. Like, but come on, man. That that's all my point of it is. Is like Barrett. You're right. Like he coaches should be doing this. That there should be some sort of outside the box thinking. But mm -hmm. he took it to such a far extreme. It just to me. It okay. Kind of, it, well, it reduces, I think, the message because now everybody's talking about him and the hot dog thing as opposed to like a Belichickian way to communicate through your team. And I get that. And it's the same thing with the, with the Rochambeau rock, paper, scissors thing. It's the same thing with, you know, I had a contest, a horse uh, contest, shooting baskets with so-and-so Th this kind of stuff. If he does not succeed or have early success, it's going to rain down on him uh, well, you know, because all this stuff's going to come back. It just means he lost a lot. That's all. <laughs> he lost all those horse matches and <laughs> Brock Paperson. He just lost. Seriously, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's going to come out. I guarantee this. It's going to come out after Sirianni's here. Somebody down there in the, the Novacare is going to leak out how Sirianni was the worst rock, paper, scissors player that they've ever experienced. <laughs> that Rook Landon Dickerson was, was going working him, yeah. running all over him. 
when it came to rock, paper, scissors. He couldn't even get to a third one. It there was you go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, right. paper, scissors, shoot. And Sirianni was out. Right. Now, John Dickerson says if he was playing horse while in Indy, then it's nothing new. He wasn't the head coach in Indy. Okay. Right. This is a different, a totally different animal. Right. He's a okay? different person, different guy. Yeah. I mean, when you're the boss, you, you know, right. you're the boss boss now. You're not just the right. boss, you're the boss boss now. It's a different level of responsibility, you know, because he didn't even call plays during that time he was playing horse against Minshew. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't even calling the plays. Frank Reich was still calling the plays. Come on. But I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to the aspect. I want to see how this team, if they rally behind him the way he's talking about. And even if they lose, mm-hmm. if they if they're conceptually becoming a team. That's a point in the right direction, and you can get better. You know, he doesn't have his athletes out there. Those aren't his guys. His guys have yet to come. He's, his guys have yet to be in the locker room with him. Now, he has, he what is it, five guys, six guys with him right now that are his guys that, you know, I hope he picked, he drafted. But other than that, you know, the other, what, the other 48, 40 some odd, yeah. 47, 48 guys are guys that were from the previous regime. So you're asking him to go out there with guys that, you know, he didn't necessarily want or have on the team. So once he gets, you know, you got to at least give him two or three years. Yeah, but this isn't college recruiting where you got to just, you know, weed guys through the system and get your own recruits. Like you're a pro football coach. You got to use that talent that you've got. Yes, you do. Hold it around what what they do best. That's that's what the coach, you can't just sit here and say, well, I'm going to have four years to get my guys in here like you do at, you know, Maryland or whatever. That doesn't Absolutely. work that way. Absolutely. But if you look at what he's done, look at the guys that he drafted are all guys that are from the same system that, uh, that, you know, the, the Colts have, he went on drafted him a nice guard, you mm-hmm. know, a la what he had, the, the Nelson they have in uh, Indy. He went and got him a Naeem Hines, mm-hmm. you know, he went out and got guys that, you know, help him in his system. Now I, I truly believe that Howie's guy was, you know, was Smith. But after that, you know, they're all guys. You know, Kendall is is, is a guy just like Naim Hines. He wants guys that are go out there and 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 basically go and do what he saw in Indianapolis, and that's the direction in which he's going. So, I mean, once you start getting the blueprint on on what you want there, and you start really taking in, all right, this is Nick Sirianni's team, then hopefully they are getting better. But at this point, he's got to use the guys that he has around him right now. All right, yeah, now here's the problem with that, real quick, Ari. Is uh-huh. that- there's a major assumption there, Barrett, that we haven't seen yet, including a guy who just won a Super Bowl that didn't have that power. So I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Like, right, right, what you, right. What you're saying is accurate where normally a head coach walks into a certain situation. Arthur Smith, let's just use him down in Atlanta. It's probably going to take a year or two for him to work guys into what he wants specifically with the assumption that the general manager and people above him will aid that here. This is the variable, and, and again, you're right. I just don't know how to apply this variable, which is we know there are hoverers, right? Mm-hmm. We know that there are people that like to hover and, mm-hmm. and make decisions and influence and say, no, nah, we're going to take that D-tackle. Somebody took that D-tackle in the third round and left Asante <laughs> Samuel Jr. on the board. That's all I'm saying is that. Well, yeah, and apparently uh, Howie Roseman addressed that today. That the guy that Donahoe wanted was another defensive lineman that eventually that from UVA that went to the Lions. He, apparently, he he's at least telling people that it wasn't a cornerback. Yeah, but, no. but Donahoe's out of here though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't know if that really is a, the truth. But at the end of the day, you know, you're absolutely right in that aspect. That all right, will this really be his team? I'm thinking 
contrary to what people are saying about Nick Sirianni, because Nick Sirianni was able to go out and pick his guys as coaches. That yeah. he picked his guys, not so the- Doug. For and and then what happened? We we heard after a year, no, man, those guys ain't going anywhere. And the next thing you know, it was Magic Johnson. I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Magic Johnson, do you like this example? Jeez, oh, uh, Aton. I thought we were having a magic free day today. No, no, no. But it's 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 you'll you'll understand why I said that. Sirianni has shown videos of Kobe Bryant on a few occasions including one where the late Hall of Famer explained his off-season training regimen. Before the team's last preseason game against the Jets, Sirianni dug up a couple, a handful of examples of players securing roster spots by making plays in the preseason finale. Now, I'm in. All right. Do you like that? This is it. This is it. You like that? This is a reasonable application, especially this is what I love about it is that we've all heard the stories, right, as far as, you know, AI was out in L.A. and they talked about what they're doing after the game. And AI's like, I'm hitting the club. And Kobe's like, I'm hitting the gym. Mm-hmm. And Iverson was like, whoa, that, that, that like, moment there clearly didn't have right. any impact on AI, but didn't need to for they, Iverson. They got Hennessy at the gym. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> something along those lines of, like, hmm, uh, you know, how many people right. can I bring into the gym? Right. right. Okay. How many people can I get on my day pass yeah. at the gym? But the point being, though, is that, you're looking at one of the best in something more reasonable parameters here where you're showing somebody in Kobe Bryant to guys who may not know a lot about that, right? Like may not know about the intricacies of how Kobe really worked. And look, I, I, I'm just going to be completely and 100% frank here and Barrett and Harry to your life experiences can either back me up or tell me I'm full of shit, but the average player on the Philadelphia Eagles, is going to sit and take in, and dare I even say have chills, when they see Kobe Bryant, who is this generation's MJ, right. who is this generation's be-all, end-all, versus some asshole eating a bunch of hot dogs. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, it, 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 like, that's going to last. I don't care if it's Fletcher Cox, if it's Devontae Smith, if it's Howie Roseman who just walks into the room. Like, you can't watch that Kobe Bryant and not be impacted. Whereas, you know, the, the hot dog thing comes and goes. That's all my point. You got different levels of um, examples that you're using. Now, that's probably the most extreme that you can come. Because I mean, guys aren't going to do what Kobe did. Kobe thought of himself like an investment banker. You know, he would invest in himself. You know what I'm saying? He would deposit in himself. Yeah. So if that meant him working out three times a day, he would do that. He would never miss a, 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 an opportunity to to, to, to buy, deposit in his future. So if it took him waking up four o'clock in the morning, working out till eight, then turn around and get right back in the gym at 12 and then right back in the gym at four o'clock or five o'clock, he was never going to miss those dep- deposits. So those are extremes that, you know, the average person, the average man, you know, I'm not saying that these athletes are average, but their, their amount of discipline is nowhere near what, you know, Kobe is. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but what's his name? Kobayashi? Yeah. Kobe, not Kobayashi. Yeah, Co- yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Kobayashi. He's 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 the same way, man. He's the same way. You know, he's got to soak him a certain way. He's got to just like a, a, a thousand free throws. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Man. A thousand hot dogs. <laughs> let, me, let me take the obvious one off the table and, and James Harrison. Let me take him off the table. But who comes to mind? that you played with that was like that, where it was like, I, I love that phrase you oh. just explained about Kobe, 
how he was an investment in his own sense. Like he was his own bank when it comes to that. So clearly like you and everybody else busted their ass when it came to practice and when it came to especially offseason stuff. But outside of Harrison, who's the guy that comes to mind that you knew no matter like you knew that person didn't have an offseason. You knew that person didn't have a vacation. You knew that mm. person didn't go home for the bye week and hang with the family. They were working out. They were doing stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I see that. You can that's say what I'm you. Was it, it you? No, I, I wasn't. I was no near <laughs> that. I mean, I'm, I'm a, a guy to be like that. Mm. That's, I mean, that's this is almost. I mean, a guy that was close to that was Joey Galloway. Joey really? Galloway was, yeah, Joey Galloway. I mean, Joey Galloway could bench 400 pounds, really? ran a 4-3-4-2-40. But he was so insistent on, 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 on you know, working out. You know, I, I first came across Joey Galloway. I was playing an East-West Shrine game together. And um, I it was this guy named Scott Graggs. He was my roommate. And then Napoleon Kaufman and Joey uh, Galloway, both of those guys were roommates. Hmm. And I can remember, you know, we became real cool, you know, during that, you know, time of the East West Shrine game. And they were knocking my door at five o'clock in the morning. Like, man, what do y'all want? Hey, man, we're going to lift weights. Right. So the first three days, we were there for, for five days. The first three days, I'm good. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm getting up too. So I go and I work out with them. They're using the same weights I'm wearing. Both of those guys were just strong, cock strong. Wow. I mean, it was I mean, just 400 pounds, you know, benching, squatting like 600 pounds. And you could tell that's how they approached the game. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's why they, you know, those are the extremes of, of just straight working out. Those, those, that's what those guys do. And then, you know, you got me and Scott Graggs. Like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's really hard to, to, to make an example of a guy that really, you know, had the same, um, would put the same deposits in that bank every single time with, you know, what I've been thinking and going and doing it. I mean, it's hard to have examples like that. Uh, maybe yeah. not even Brian Dawkins was that that discipline, you know, and he's a Hall of Famer. He, um, Alan Fanica, yeah, you know, even they would, you know, not put those deposits in. But guy like Kobe, they just a a different mindset, a different beast, man. It's it's hard to really give an example of somebody that's like that, you know, just like just like a Jordan. He was so. Um, he was he, he he was so tied into winning that he would do anything to win. You know, I've been around people like that too. They would do anything to win. You know, whether you know whatever it took, whether it's going in, paying somebody early, you know, so so he can govern an outcome or something, or you know whatever it took, they would do anything to win. You know what I mean? And there's certain people like that, certain athletes like that, they're just wired differently. Okay, now now help me out here. What's what's Joey Galloway or James Harrison's reaction? to being sit down and watching some guy dump hot dogs in a cup of water and slum <laughs> down their throat. <laughs> they would look at it way differently, man. Tell it they would yeah. look at it way differently. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of eye rolls or there were a lot of eye rolls early on. Yeah. Was, right. You know? Right. Right. I mean, and, you just apply it to our world, uh, Aton, is that, you know, you get a new boss. He's coming in and he's going to, 
you know, he's going to put his imprint on the radio station from day one. And he's got all these changes he's going to make. And you have this big meeting in the conference room and it's all this, you know, high energy rah-rah stuff. And he's going to do this and do that. I, you know, I'd be sitting on the air. I'd be sitting up again. I wouldn't even sit at the table. I'd sit on the air conditioner by the window. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have this look on my face and I'd find somebody else that I could lock eyes with like Shander, for example. And I'd roll my eyes. <laughs> Like, oh boy, like, here, oh, we here we go. This guy wants us to take more phone calls. Yeah, right, right. Oh, that, this sounds good. This is right, work. right, right, right. Can work. I know, and, and then usually what happens, and, and this happens in sports a lot too, is that somebody comes in and maybe you know to give some sort of bizarre benefit to the Philadelphia Eagles. I guess they feel like if Howie is in more control of the day to day and personnel decision making than a normal GM slash president. You, you're able to survive turnover more so at the head coaching position, meaning like, look what happened with Chip, right? Mm -hmm. Chip had his total control and everything like that, that it took a little bit. Now, due to circumstance with a quarterback getting hurt, they were able to put Sam Bradford on the block and, and put Wentz in there. But that was Bradford's year. Let's let's not pull any punches here. Sam Bradford was coming in to start that season, and it just so happened that he was moved. Point being is that, if you're a boss at a radio station and you come in and you make all these sweeping changes and then 18 months later, as we saw with one station here, you get fired. Well, you've done some significant damage. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you've been fired is because your moves didn't pan out. You didn't get fired because you were this great programmer or head coach or anybody middle manager. You got fired because you were dog shit. But the ramifications of that have, have taken over. Now, I'm not saying Sirianni is going to be fired at the end of the year, but I'm looking back more so as far as with Doug Peterson and even Chip Kelly before that, Andy Reid. You know, Chip Kelly came in and said, no, 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 I want the full keys to the castle here. This is my, I want to make sure I can redo everything my own mm -hmm. way. But even still, like there's always that transition is the point. Well, that transition with, with, with Chip Kelly was different in the aspect. He had a year and a half of prove me and he proved it that he, uh, he was a winning type of coach. Now it just fell apart a year and a half yeah. after that, but he was given his keys after he had proven that he was a winner. Right. You had two 10 win uh, seasons in a row. Yeah. So yeah, then they allowed him to do it, but he didn't have right. But see, that's the thing, right? And, and there's always balance to this where this was, this was a situation where he was winning games, but it wasn't enough. He couldn't get over the top. He said, I can't get over the top because I don't have my players here. I can't put my culture and my players in. And nobody wanted to do that. Nobody wanted to. Like, they. he lied and said, allegedly, right, that he had no idea they were trading Shady. Remember that bullshit that we got? Yeah, that was a straight out lie. Like that. Right. And and then, you know, it takes, it takes the most gullible of gullible people on the planet to believe whatever leak there was that Deshaun Jackson was in a gang, and that's why he was released. But the point being is that, he lost so many people in that locker room that even winning 10 games wasn't enough. Bro, he lost he lost me when he when he didn't like the lunch lady, man. How do you not like the lunch lady, bro? You know, he wouldn't speak to her. He wouldn't speak to people inside the building. That's a bad sign. Man. You know, you can't you can't go about your business like that, man. You you know, you think you're up and above people like you can't do that, man. Yeah. You know, same people you see going up, but same people you're gonna see going down, man. And I'm working hard my, trying right. to get you your Salisbury steak and the proper right. amount of gravy and then your apple crisp. I mean, come on. 
Well, they're going to treat teams, him like yeah. that. You can't do that, man. And he was like that, not just to the people inside the building, but also the other players. If you weren't a part of that, you know, that that starting yeah. five or, the, you know, the starters on the team, he wouldn't conversate with you. Well, that's what started the whole emotional intelligence move. Right. You know, after right, that, you, right. know, the, you have the reaction from the owner. And that's what makes it. And I, this is where I'm kind of with Aton a little bit here, because you can you imagine the interview? The Sirianni spending 12 hours at Jeffrey Lurie's house going through stuff like Kobayashi, you know, attention to detail. And I could just see Jeffrey Lurie just going, <laughs> lapping it up, man. Oh, give me more. Give me more. Platitude me. Platitude me to death. Slap me in the face with a platitude. Will you please? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wait a minute. It, it wouldn't shock me at all if we find out like five or six years later that they wanted John Gruden, but just mm. in the circumstance, they either couldn't afford him or there wasn't the right time of it. And for Gruden to leave the booth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that they can get a back, a poor man's platitude. <laughs> I mean, it's oh. right down to that similar accent to it. It's just Gruden is that little more twang. He's been around some, but. <laughs> I, I tell you again. This, this is. I tell you have. what, you almost did it right there. Right, you almost thought he almost went into what, it, didn't man. he? This <laughs> Kobayashi man, he attacks that hot dog, man. Get that yeah, well, temperature that water right. What you got to do that more? Like he's he's got Sirianni hasn't been outside of that region enough to have it. You know, there's no twang in Indian. No, 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 no. Sounds like a piece of bread. So <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, a piece of bread, so like bread. It's plain as it gets, right? It's yeah. No accent in in Indiana, but the point being that you know Sirianni still has that uh, you know that 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 type of twang to him. Uh, you know this uh, Kobayashi, <laughs> this Kobayashi. He you know this guy eats he eats his dogs. <laughs> I tried to get a guy on a video with the kielbasa, but instead I had to uh, I had to settle for the hot dogs. <laughs> Yo, this uh. kielbasa in a cup of water. I tell you, oh. that's that's and you know here he is, Jeffrey Lurie sitting there. Oh yeah, tell tell me more about the kielbasa, please. I'd love to know more about it. This is what we have. All right, we got to take a break here. We're back in the second hour. See, this is what happens when your head coach is the story. Mm -hmm. It's it's no longer funny, isn't that? We haven't seen anything from Jalen Hurts. Maybe this was all by design. Maybe Sirianni is smart like a fox here. And this whole thing was to put it all on him and yeah, not take, on anybody else. Like, we're yeah. talking about Devontae Smith. Take everything. Yeah, exactly. Him. He'll take it all on the chin to protect his players, man. Well, that's smart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Now, let me tell you something. He is in for a rude awakening. And we'll talk about this coming up as far as if, if he's put, which I believe he's done an injustice to Jalen Hurts. If he's put Hurts in a rough situation these first couple of weeks, the fans are not going to take it out on Sirianni, unfortunately. All right, quick break. We're back in three. It's the middle. Hey, Eagles fans, if you're a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right. You could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. 
turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life. Count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Pop in. We're gonna have a uh, Fred Fred McCrary stopping in at twelve fifteen. Former fullback of the Eagles got drafted when I got drafted back in yeah. nineteen ninety five from Mississippi State. What's he doing now? Playing a lot of golf. Oh man, <laughs> that's all he does, man, is play golf. He you know plays with all the former players. You know down there in Atlanta and uh, Mississippi uh-huh. where. You know, he, he uh, splits his time up between doing that and, um, yeah, shipping companies, you know. Right. But, you know, he, he stays involved with uh, with with Atlanta Falcons football. So can't wait to talk to him, man. It's my boy, man. Oh, my boy, Freddie. Freddie McCrary, baby. Oh, so he's up <laughs> on the on the, the modern-day uh, Falcons? He's, he's keeping track of what's going on down there? Yeah, I mean, he keeps, he keeps close ties to him because he knows a lot of guys that are down there. So, hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, Freddie was a good guy, man. Nice. Now he's going to pop in at quarter after, right? Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. That'll be fun. Well, now, Eitan. Um, this is a radio show. We're not repeating everything every 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, pop I saw in, that. 
That's why you hit the notification bell so you don't miss the show. You straggle yeah. in here an hour late. We don't catch you up on stuff. Right. I Who was that? that? Uh, somebody on the stream. Oh, okay. I mean, just reset. Reset. <laughs> reset. Give out the phone number. We'll tell you to keep subscribing. We'll tell you right. to keep hitting that like button, and, and we'll remind you this is another opportunity, again, with that notification bell. So that you get a heads up and you get an alert and you could be here like Joey B is at you know ten fifty. Well, right, and and plus the fact you subscribe uh, and get the notifications. But if you subscribe, you can win a pair of Eagles season tickets this week. Correct. Well, Joey B, I thought Joey B was um he's out of uh, something happened to his car. He had a car accident or something, or he pulled on the side of the road, flat tire or something. So he's listening. He's listening to it out there while he's trying to get his car ready. So you know he's a dedicated guy man oh is dedicated. this like live as it's happening he's banged up on on the side of the road here i think so i think it said that i've read that earlier in the stream i'm surprised you didn't bring it up yeah that's i'm surprised you prime, didn't just verbalize it that's a prime barrett go to the stream moment right there <laughs> it was you know but the only reason i didn't because you had an epic rant going on um talking about hot dunking dunk, dunking um warm water hot dog buns and yep Shame on both of you for enabling this. <laughs> Seriously, like this is the this is the latest. I just read this from Brandon Gouton at Brandon Gouton, Brandon Lee Gouton, of course. Nick Sirianni, quote: "The hay's not in the barn yet. There's still a lot of work to be done." Oh my God! Did he use the hay in the barn quote? He just wow. did. Oh, he I just love did. It. Wow. Oh, man. Is, is that investing? Is that investing in the place? Is it he's a stock market guy investing himself? <laughs> do you, do you think he's got banker? one of those calendars on his desk where you turn the page to the new date yeah. and it's got a quote, oh like a God. coach quote platitude on it? Inspir hold on, let me, let me pull this up here. Wow. Inspirational quote calendar. Yeah. I'm telling you, every every week there's something new. Right, self-standing, or you can just keep flipping it over. Mm -hmm. Now I need to pull up examples of it because all I'm getting is just the opportunity to buy it right. on Amazon, which I don't want. No, JP wasn't always. Oh, he wasn't always in the gym. JP was always probably at the casino, but not in the gym. <laughs> here, here we go. <laughs> I love that too. Like twelve oh four, maybe watching on a delay, which is totally cool. Right, Kevin Savard asking. See, that's fine. We don't mind you asking questions about stuff we talked about, but. Now, here's the thing. A year of inspirational quotes. This is March 27th. Do, mm -hmm. one, uh, uh, do one thing every day that scares you. <laughs> That's Nick Sirianni. <laughs> all right. Uh, do one thing every day that scares you. Okay. Oh, get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> here's another one. Every end is a new beginning. No, oh, that's perfect. Okay. That is perfect. Tell you, man, Bro. every end. At the end of a practice, it's a chance for a new beginning. Right, <laughs> bro. That's fortune cookie. That's fortune cookie. Uh, nonsense, right there, man. He's, he's just. He ordered a bunch of food when he first got here, and he loaded up. Half of his signing bonus was just loading up. He probably has one of these Costco-sized bags of fortune cookies, and every day he's cracking one open. I bet you look. I bet you look on the ceiling when he wakes up and one looks up. Carpe diem. Yeah. Right. Or right. Seems the day. Has a tattoo on him somewhere. Yes. I guarantee he has that tattoo. Here's another one. Uh, carry out a random act of kindness with no expectation of reward. Safe in the knowledge that one day someone might do the same for you. Karma. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. No, but I'm, you know, that's a coach's son, man. That's that's coach's talk. That's, oh, S S D SD on the stream. You gotta get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. That's <laughs> a good one too. I love it. We'll, we'll love take. It. We'll solicit all of them. Yes. Absolutely. I like that, man. You, uh, you know, that's that's what coaching is. That's that's a part of being a coach, man. You 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 have to do that. Well, you, you know, know, it, it so comes with the territory. He's yeah, but this is his identity now, Barrett. Right now, look, I'll give you one that. Okay, so this is what we should do. All we right, should find we should play, and and again, I don't have all the Sirianni stuff in front of me, but like you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a Sirianni platitude or something that comes from this calendar. Here's here's one right now. Like, is this Sirianni or the calendar? Don't wait for the right opportunity. Create it. <laughs> I like that though. That's good. That's amazing. Well, oh, all right. What's better? This kind of stuff done like organically with the coach or going out and getting Ric Flair to come into your locker room one day well, and speak to the team and I do a bunch been, of woos. I would have been amped. I'd have been in order to up, be bro. the man, you gotta beat the man and all that kind of stuff. Woo! Because <laughs> well, he's for hire. Yeah. But he's he's been in the Carolina Panthers locker room, he's the Atlanta everywhere. Falcons locker room, you name it. He's been there. And that's the thing. Like, it's a little overkill. It but is. But see, there's 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 other coaches that do, you know, other extremes, like some like Belichick. Belichick's all into war and, 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 and you know, all the stuff that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, reading quotes. Ah, Sung Tzu. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know. Um, <laughs> Give me a Sung Tzu quote, Aton. Hold on. Let me find I I I feel like. By the way, that one that I read that you guys like was George Bernard Shaw. Okay. Tremendous writer. I don't have any. These are all like from E.E. Cummings or Earl Nightingale or, you know, things like that. Here's uh, Henry David Thoreau. Okay. Uh, Henry David Thoreau. (laughs) Uh, Let me me, get my accents all mixed up. Uh, Be true to your work, your (laughs) word, and your friend. See, that's that's, see that like Barrett walks into the Eagles locker room. You know how, what is the message at Notre Dame when you walk out, right? up the, Play up, like up, a up, champion today. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when you walk out of the Eagles locker room down at Lincoln Financial, it says, be true to your work, your word, and your friend. And then oh. there's a picture of Sirianni, like, wagging his, wagging his finger. Right. But, I mean, some guys like, you know, like I said, some guys like, you know, Winston Churchill or, or you know, some um, yeah. Pearl Harbor vet that comes in is going to talk. You know, you get all those type of different um, rah-rah people to come yeah. in. Yeah. They give it all those type of things to, you know, from from a player standpoint. Just uh, trying to get you riled up. We saw, though, you got a war hero coming in there giving you stories about you know, living in uh, some trench in Korea. Then you, absolutely that should fire. Right. Like, should right. fire you up no matter what you're doing. Right. 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 So uh, yeah, some guys I love do that. that. No, I think that's fair. Look, the only reason why I'm busting on Sirianni on this stuff is because he has already established this identity. If the mm-hmm. first platitude we ever heard was today saying that the hay's not back in the barn, there's work to be done, et cetera, then I think, you know, we have fun with it. But it seems like every single day he's got something new. All right, here's a good Sung Su one. All warfare is based on deception. Hold on. Can you read it? In, you should do that in Belichick. Oh, really? Yeah, because Belichick <laughs> is the one. Guy. You think Sun Tzu is coming out of a Sirianni? Sirianni's more of a E.E. E. Cummings cat. Okay. Sun Tzu guy. Sun Tzu. Yeah. <laughs> Sun Tzu, I think, is on the uh, President's Cup team. He's a I player think, in Korea. I, I believe right? so. Yeah. Yes, he, he yeah. won exemption. No, all uh, warfare is based on deception. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, I think that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Opportunities uh, multiply uh, when they're seized. (laughs) I'm telling you. Yeah. You know what? He could be ripping it off and people would still buy into it. Right, right. They'd think he wrote the book. Yeah, that or, uh, you know, it, it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. I I can't stop thinking about those the Saturday Night Live skit with guys in the in bears. bears. Yeah. Like when you do that, it's that's what I think of. Yeah. Well, Sirianni, and to give him credit, Sirianni doesn't have like that totally inundated sound. No, yet. but you go up that way mm-hmm. and and you close your eyes, you wouldn't know if you're in Rochester, that area, like off the lake in New York, right. or if you have been transported into what was that movie, The Fugitive. And you're just in, you know, like you're in a scene in The Fugitive where those detectives are talking with the thickest of thick. Right. Chicago accent. Chicago. (laughs) I don't know. I got to find more of these, man. These inspirational quotes. I'm telling you. No duty is more urgent than that of returning thanks. That's a good James Allen quote for you there. Now, see, now that sounds like a chick flick kind of a quote. Well, that's all it's, <laughs> no? is. it's an inspirational calendar, Harry. It's not meant to fire George Patton, it's not right. in this calendar. I can promise you that, right? Right, right? <laughs> now, did any coach ever play you that? I wonder if that ever made it to the, the NFL locker rooms there. I don't know who it would be. What Patton, yeah, yeah you know, the Patton speech, right? Mm-hmm. Right before he goes out. Now, it's uh, who is it, George Scott, right. George C. Scott. Yeah. George C. Scott. Yeah. As the actor, right? Although he looked pretty much like Patton. Actually. He really did. Uh, look, I, you know, if this thing works, it works. But if not, there's going to be so much back on Sirianni. And, and look, I don't think this was done on purpose. But, you know, who's really talking about much else? I saw Mullen put out on Philly Voice the, you know, what they're saying around the league about the Eagles. And it's still all about Jalen Hurts right now. But, you know, here in Philly, we know better. Mm-hmm. We know that we haven't got anything, that we haven't seen anything. You know? Like, we legit haven't seen anything this preseason at all right? from Jalen Hurts. Well, no, but we at least saw a couple of games last season. I think it, it, we have a little bit of an idea of what he's all about. We don't really know anything yet as, you know, Sirianni, the head coach, because he wasn't head coaching preseason games. No, he wasn't showing no scheme, no game plan, you know, vanilla. So I'm curious to see. That's that's really what Sunday is all about to me. Yeah. And if they can cover the number. This will be one of the most interesting games I've seen in a long time. You don't think they are? You think they're they're losing by more than four? Yeah, but go ahead, Barrett. I'll I'll explain coming up. I, I just don't I just don't think um there, there's nothing right now that would worry me in a negative way, you know, from 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 what I've seen in the preseason because I haven't seen anything, so I'm not worried about that. You know what he brings out, and I'll be worried if he does the same thing he did in the preseason. Like, all right, is that all you have to give? I'm thinking it's going to be totally different from what we saw in the preseason. So because of that, I can only think positive, you know, as as, as the outcome is going to come, especially going against a, a team that's just as sorry as we are. You know, the Falcons, they're right behind the buck just like we are. So at this point, they're trying to fight their way out of this, of this, you know, whole situation. New coaching staff, players don't know. It's just right now they have a better quarterback because well, he's right. a more proven quarterback. But oh, here it, we go. And that's the biggest thing. 
Yeah. That that's the biggest factor for me. Week one is how many guys are you returning on offense? Like yeah. that's that's the biggest thing. You can bring a new coach in, but how many guys are you truly bringing back on offense? And look, they they basically replaced the guy in Julio Jones who was not on the high point of his career anymore with Kyle Pitts, with a guy you can throw to out of the backfield and a guy who I, I look, I'm really high on Russell Gage this year, but I, I understand if people aren't somebody who's kind of just been waiting to chomp at the bit. The Eagles, on the other hand, could be a 10 win team this year. They could, they could blow a lot of people out of the water with expectations, but unfortunately there are so many new components. It's week one that it works against them the most like week six, who the hell knows what happens in week six. We're a long ways away from week six, but I can tell you this, all of these new components, especially as Barrett said, the quarterback, like who's going to make the mistake. Is it the veteran who's 35, right? Or is it the kid who barely played last year? That's now asked to take on the world in a system that he barely played in. That's all something to think about. All right, let's go out here. And- Freddie, Freddie. What's up, Freddie? <laughs> What's up, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> Here's how you know Fred is, is on the level here. Fred McCreary comes in, not just with his name down there, but with how many AKAs, how many aliases did you got, brother? <laughs> Freddie Mac. Oh, oh baby. baby. <laughs> That's my guy, man. This, me and him go back from about 1995, man. Remember Ray Rose, baby? <laughs> what did you call him, uh, Barrett? Oh, that this—that's Freddie, baby. <laughs> Freddie, baby, the ladies' man. <laughs> now, who was the first person who ever called you that, Freddie? Because somebody Barrett? must have called, maybe college or high, or high school. Somebody must have been like, "Hey, that's Freddie, baby," and it stuck with you. <laughs> you know, bad did bad was the first one. Our rookie year, <laughs> I, I, I scored a touchdown. When I was I was playing for the Eagles, I scored a touchdown against Arizona. When Kevin Turner went down, right? And Barrett goes, oh, baby, that's your first one, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> so Barrett, the innovator. Oh, we had a time. Oh, man. We had a, hey, hey, see, we're talking about these these speeches, you know, guys give before, you know, uh, you know, the season, you know, Nick Sariani, new head coach and everything. I know um, the Falcons have a new coach, too, but. Remember that speech we had just before we go out and we played um, the Detroit Lions. I know you can't say it, but man, he said, "Hey, come in and and the brand new sheer curtains you had." <laughs> Ray Rose was triple like what? Yeah, okay, yeah. Ray, Ray Rose Ray, was Ray not was, suitable was for a workplace. No. <laughs> NSFW. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I I will keep that quiet. I agree with you. Hey, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, like my rookie year was adventure to say the least. Right. <laughs> we had some characters on our team. You remember Barry Wilbur? Yep, remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Johnson. You remember Kevin Johnson, the nose tackle? Yeah, he. Um, they went and got him out of a liquor store. <laughs> he was out of a liquor store. No, it wasn't was a liquor store. Was it a crack house? Oh, we got some um, an issue with Freddie's. Uh... I know he was having a time. I know. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his wife down there dimed him out to the squad. Hey, take his ass back. <laughs> no, nah, he would be gone. He would he'd be yeah. missing for like two weeks. He, 
Yeah, he won't. He won't come to practice. He come to the game though. <laughs> a lot of people didn't know that. Remember? <laughs> Remember, Kirk of yeah, used to smoke cigarettes at halftime. Yes, and, and Romanowski used to take all the pills, walk around with that pill case. I'm like, man, what is this dude? What is this dude on? I'm a rookie, you know. What is this dude on? <laughs> You're not in Mississippi State anymore. <laughs> this yeah, isn't Stark Stark Vegas. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Stark Vegas. I can promise you. Then we had Ricky Waters, you know, our, our big signee, you know, and Charlie Gardner, and Rick and Ray, Rick and John Gruden didn't get along, y'all. Listen to me. We're yeah. we're we're playing the Redskins. Charlie Gardner was having an unbelievable game. You remember that bad? Yep. Rick wouldn't come out from halftime. <laughs> remember he chased him. Remember he chased uh, Gruden up the hallway. Hey, 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 he was, hey, people don't know this, but he used to be in Gruden's face like this. You punk, mother bleach! You better give me the ball. You hear what I say? You better like in the locker room, wow. and, and everybody used to be like, "Wow, man, you remember that?" I used to be like, "This dude is nuts, man." Right, right, right. It was, it was. We had the most, most craziest teams ever, and there, yeah. people don't know Richard Dent never had. He never went anywhere without three thousand dollars in his pocket. He went to the shower with three thousand dollars. He'd be sounds on the like, practice. Sounds field. like Aton. Well, yeah. <laughs> Except people could rob me, and nobody's gonna rob Richard. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, hey, one thing. Hey, hey Bill Romanowski. We hated him in practice when we first started rookies. So we all gained up on him. He hit. He hit Freddie late. It's okay then. So the very next play, tell him all the rookie offensive guys. They snapped the ball. We went. We forgot the play. We ain't worry about the play or nothing. We hey, ran right at him. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> and whipped. Oh yeah, whipped him some yeah. good. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> All the fr- hey, I got a question for y'all. What about Jalen Hurts starting this week one? I think he's. I mean, that, I'm loving it. You like it? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I know better. And he didn't play what? that much. I looked at it. He didn't play that much this 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 preseason though. None of the starters did really. And yeah, that's the no, problem. Like, yeah, that's been the biggest yeah issue here. We have no idea what Matt we're Ryan. getting. Hey, we have no idea. Hey, but uh oh, uh oh, Freddie's on that Barrett Brooks internet man. <laughs> I hate to do it to Freddie. Yeah, I hate to do it to Freddie too. Mac. All oh, baby, baby. Look, I tell you what. Why don't we break? We'll come back. Well, actually, no, we have a couple of minutes here anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, well, man, we'll that that it. team sounded cra- that I love these stories of that Ray Rhodes era, man. Remember, sure. I, I, I'm telling you guys. Remember, I told you that they were um, that uh, yeah. Ricky was up in the booth. I mean, um, Gruden was up in the booth, and Ricky was on the sideline, and they were you know gesturing each other and right. flipping each other off, He's pointing up at him and stuff. Yeah, that I keep telling man. you, man. And then chased him in. You guys thought when I tell these stories, these I'm telling these stories are the yeah. truth, man. I, I, we really got to get we got to get Gruden on Aton and ask him about Ricky. Man, I'll tell you what, Ricky Waters, man, I'll tell you. So he, he made, tried to play it off the next day. He tried to milk everything over the next day. So he came around and said, "Yeah, man, I I love that Ricky. I love the competitive Yo. nature. In fact, uh-huh. I'm gonna name my I'm gonna name my my first son after him. He already had two boys already. He's like, I'm gonna name my first son after him, trying to make a joke. Mm-hmm. Anybody trying to hit him right now? You better leave Ricky alone. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Amazing. All right, Fred's back with us. Can you hear us now? Oh, we'll get him up here. That's a that's insanity. Who is the one? So, like, 
who was the person that wasn't phased by any of this? You had all these crazy personalities. Like, who was the one person that was sitting in the locker room, legs crossed, reading a book? And I'm using a, a metaphorical example here, but like, who was the person? And you know, we'll get Fred back on here too. So, Fred, this is what I there I go. We got you. So this is what I was just asking Barrett. Like, who was the guy in the locker room during all this shit and chaos? Ricky yelling at Gruden oh my, and Roman oh all popped up. Like, who was the one guy that was not phased by any of it? Like, who could just be sitting in the corner reading the newspaper while Ricky Waters and John Gruden going back and forth and God knows what's coming out of Romanowski's mouth, foaming from all these pills and shit. Like, who was just not phased by any? Was there anybody on that team that was just so cool? It was the other Fred. Fred, Fred Barnett. Was but, it but, hey, hey, but, but, but you know who was really? Art Monk? Yep. Art Monk, remember? Yep, oh, yep, okay. yep. <laughs> phased by nothing. Zero, zero like nothing. Um, um, what's the other receiver name, too? Um, Calvin. Calvin. Calvin, Calvin yeah. It wasn't phased by that. Hey, but let me tell you a funny story about Rick. Ricky and Charlie, right? Hey, so in training camp, we was always in we was always in room one. Always in room one, right? So Dick Jameson, who's he's passed away now, he was our running back coach. Oh yeah. If any, if, if anybody passes us, we didn't get out of meetings first, Dick was gonna get yelled at so bad. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a rookie now. <laughs> said, there's no way in the hell you talk to the coaches this way it was it was unbelievable I was watch like, this and i would be like and charlie would be like um yeah i can't believe you let us out last second you let us out second we're supposed to get the snacks first I can't believe you. <laughs> Remember that time we used to be sitting in the we're in a, we're in, a, we're in an office of meeting room. We're in an office of meeting room, and um, Charlie Garner would sit right next to the door, and the light switch is right there. But I mean, it's right over his shoulder. So it'd be like, uh, "Could you turn the lights off, Charlie?" Dick would say that. Uh, he would say, "Can you turn the lights off, Charlie?" He look around. Charlie, could you turn the lights up? Dick, stop begging me, Dick. Stop begging me, Dick. Charlie, just turn it loud. Dick, you don't pay me to turn this light off. Stop begging me. So wow. Dick would have to get up out of his seat, walk all the way around, turn the light off, and walk back. Wow. Charlie, could you turn the light back on? Stop begging me, Dick. You're begging me. Stop. Charlie, it was a different Charlie, type of team. Charlie had a big BMW with no driver license. Right. <laughs> a race car BMW, no yeah. License. It was an 850. Yeah. 850 coupe with no driver license. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. What kind of team did we have, dude? I'm talking about. It's amazing, man. So what do you think about the offense um, for Atlanta Falcons offense? What are you thinking about them? Well, I think they're going to put up points. I'm wondering if the Eagles can match their point point outage. You know what I mean? Especially with, with, with Suriani must be see, must see a lot in – and hurts not for him to play in the preseason. You know what I mean? Like he just yeah. he's just a second year guy, you know? And he he should have played more. Five, five starts. Jeez. And you think he's gonna go in and beat Matt Ryan in Atlanta? We said the same thing. We said the exact same thing. This is the NFL, man. Like, man, those guys stay up all night trying to defend you. 
You know, yep. those, those coordinators stay up all night. That's their job. So it's, it's going to be interesting. If you guys can come out of the first four games, which is going to be really tough, uh, one and three, <laughs> you guys did a hell of a job. <laughs> right, right. That's a hell of a, that's a, hell of a feat. Got, is Pitts all right? Got, How has Kyle Pitts looked? Good, dude. Like, yeah. I pick. Hey, he's my rookie. He's he's my pick for rookie of the year. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Because look, they got he got Matt Ryan going to him. He's gonna feed it to him. Trust me, Barrett. He's gonna feed him the rock. At this point, he's taking over. He's taking over. He's taking over like that, like hybrid type of position, like a like like a. Maybe a, a you know a you you type of player you know what I'm saying a, a an H back type of player huh they can not they can use him in so many different ways I'm kind of concerned about his blocking but mm -hmm. they don't need him to block they need him to catch the ball catch touchdown <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that yeah so he's a matchup listen y'all listen you heard it from me first he's a nightmare he's a matchup nightmare you watch yeah. Oh, so how do you how do you think they're gonna uh utilize Cordero Patterson? The receiver? Um because they can put him in the backfield too. Yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot of flexibility there. It's a lot of flexibility, actually. Exactly. Just the same thing with, 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 with Pitt. You can mm -hmm. use them both ways, you know. So it, it, it's it's good. It's 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 gonna be interesting to see how it all unfolds on week one. Eagles got their hand full, but I, I like Eagles offense against the Falcons defense. The Falcons defense is, is is pretty thin over there. You know what I mean? They don't have they don't have much. They have hardly no depth either. So I think that's the only saving grace for the Eagles. I, I don't know what kind of defense the Eagles have, but they're gonna have to it's gonna be interesting. Can Jalen Hurts put up enough points on the road? Maddie Ice. Do you like the new coach? I like the new coach. Yes, I like him. I like he runs the ball. You know, he's known for running the ball. So, yeah. and it, hopefully, it'll take a little pressure off with Mike Davis in the backfield. Um, but like I say, you know, preseason means nothing. <laughs> the Eagles might right. come out and just thrash. The Eagles might come out and surprise all of us and thrash the Falcons. We'll see. You know, Sunday, what time? One o'clock Sunday. One o'clock. Yeah. One o'clock, baby. You know what I like the best, though, Fred, about Arthur Smith versus Nick Sirianni is that I don't have to hear all of these, you know, platitudes about finding yourself and, you know, showing videos of Kobayashi eating these hot dogs and all this other shit that just gets piled up. Like, at some point, you're going to go have to go out there and, and win a game or two. And I, I know that, you know, neither one of them have done that, but there's something to walking that line of, you know, being able to talk versus knowing when to just just do and not talk. And Sirianni has just built up this whole thing of he's like a poor man's Gruden out there telling everybody, you know, you got to you got to find yourself and, uh, you, you know, you got to be true to yourself as a competitor and all this other stuff. It's like, all right, man, we get it. We get it, Freddie. Like, come on out there and, and win a game once or twice first. That's all. There's a lot of it. Yeah. He, 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 he's new to it too, you know. He's a new head coach, True. so next next year he'll be better. He'll know he'll go, he'll, he'll go back and recap and look at it and say, "Whoa, that was what 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 the hell was I talking about on that one?" You know. 
Okay. So he, if he, there's he, some he, reflection we can expect, then I'm good with that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a learning curve. You know, you know what I mean? It's a learning curve for, for coaches and players, especially a new head coach in the league, you know? Just like Sorry, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learning curve for him, too. So it's going to be interesting. Well, now you spent some time in New England, in fact, won a Super Bowl. Uh, in New England uh, for Coach Belichick. Describe how Belichick and his staff would have treated Charlie Garner and some of those players that, on that Eagles team in 1995-96. No, they wouldn't have been there. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you one thing. Uh, <laughs> New England, I didn't like it much up there. You know, it, it, it some of the stuff that you hear, mm-hmm. true, you know, um, the, the one that I remember is you 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 have to like say for instance you on injured reserve <laughs> and when the media leaves practice. What? Yes. And you're on injured reserve. The train equipment guy had the shoulder pads put up, and when it, you know how the media is there, get to be there for a short period of time after yep. the media leaves. Better put them damn pads on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Because I seen uh, it, it, it was probably a way of hiding some people too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, put them on into reserve, just reserve them for next year, you know. But were they really hurt all the way? Yeah, probably not because they were out there practicing. Wow. That is crazy. Yep. It was. That's, That's wild, one of the buddy. things I remember. But I didn't like it up there. But, but they win. Yeah, that's the truth. What What was – I'm curious because clearly you're going to tell us, even if it's not a popular opinion, and, and this is awesome about you, Fred. Freddie baby in a house here. <laughs> I, I'm curious, though, like what, what outside oh, – baby. <laughs> I can't do it like Barrett, and I won't try to, I promise. But – what what was it outside? Like, there's the winning element of it, right? And then there's just the the grind that is playing for New England more so than any other team in the NFL that that you referenced there. But what else was it? Like, did did the city smell? Is it just bad, shitty food? Is it like dark and cold for nine months of the year? What was something about it that also beyond just the football element? Because a lot of people go up there and it's like. You know, they're brainwashed. I, a good friend of mine, I did a show for two years with Rodney Harrison. I couldn't get him to say one negative thing at all about the city, about the food, about the climate, about Bill Belichick. It's like everybody's brainwashed in there when you're up there. Even when you're off, hey. they won't say anything. So that's why I appeal to you, Freddie. It's, it's a culture. And Rodney's my best friend. You know, that's my best friend. Rodney's one of my, my, it's my best friend. He plays golf with him. Is that I right? Golf with him. a hot yeah. rod for me. Once, I'm gonna, I'll text it. him right well, now. But, um, yeah, uh, but well, Belichick is an amazing coach. And listen, we had some – our offensive line coach is what made that thing go. Um, I forget his name. Um, oh, man. Um, I, I forget his – no, uh-uh. Um, oh, pre, Josh. Yeah, the, our offensive line coach. I forgot his name. But he the one made that thing go. We had a makeshift offensive line, dude. I'm telling you. We won 14 in a row. With a makeshift offensive line. It's the system, too. The system always helps. You know, we had a really good system. We had Tom Brady throwing, throwing some to some pretty good receivers. And our defense was stacked. So, and we had, and Yeah, we that's had the, the big thing kicker. right there, yeah. And we had the best kicker in the league, too. So we, had, we, had, we definitely had grounds for winning. 
But I can take Tom Brady's story. We we yes. We was we were two and one going to play the Redskins, and kicker kicked kicked it off, and we were down by one point. Runs the ball back to the thirty-five or the forty, right? So we got like two minutes to go. We start training camp off with two minutes every year. First down, Redskins stop us four downs in a row. The game. I seen Tom Brady cry like a baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? what? We lose another game the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. I think that was Dante Scarnecchia. Scarnecchia was the guy. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty famous up there. Dude, that's why offense did what it did. He was a big part. Charlie Weiss too. Mm-hmm. You know, Romeo Cornell was our coordinator. But listen to me, y'all. That dude is a genius, man. Have you ever seen somebody with no football intelligence? Skarnecki is the man. That's why Belichick yeah. brings him back. Yeah. It's not, it's not by accident. That dude is freaking, man, I'm talking about a genius. Yeah. Genius, though. Now, what did y'all call him? Because I know Skarnecki was too difficult for the average player to remember. <laughs> Because I wouldn't be able to remember either. Coach. <laughs> there you go. You can't go wrong with that. Coach. By the way, by the way, Freddie, real quick, Roddy says, "What's up, big nose?" <laughs> Tell him I'm the, I'm the champ. Tell him I'm the golf champ. Text him back that. Ask him who's the golf champ. Yes. I'm oh, the, you guys I just beat, played the other day. I beat the brakes off him. Him. <laughs> I beat hey, the brakes off him. Brian Cox and Tequils. I beat the brakes off of them. Wow. Now, <laughs> what go- what golf course was this? Right. Uh, we played um, East Lake. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah. Now, <laughs> is, is Hot Rod, like, do- doing his part now? Is he getting y'all into a uh, club here or there? Or is he just, you know, freeloading on you guys? No, he, he doesn't. He used to be a member of Sugarloaf. He lives right. in, mm. in Sugar. So we play over there all the time. TPC. Then yeah. we played my course. I'm a member of Echelon Golf Course in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We'll come over there, but we played a lot of a lot of good ones. Like we 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 move it around Atlanta Athletic Club, uh, River Club. We move it around quite a bit just to keep it fresh and and, and competitive. Like he he he's one hell of a golfer. Well, I was gonna say that you must be single digit because he was last time I I was with him yeah. out in the um that tournament in in Tahoe. Oh yeah, so the celebrity played, one. Right, we did our show out there. He played, and and I was giving him all this shit. And I was at the range, and I was like, "Oh damn, you can play!" So you must be really good if you're knocking Hot Rod off like that. Yes, but hey, for listen, for a couple of years, listen, the dude is so long off the tee and straight. Yeah, he was hitting all the par fives and two from from the tips. He was killing the ball, and I couldn't do that. I was I'm long, but. He was ridiculous long, and that and that pisses me off so bad. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the last couple of years, I've been kicking his teeth in. Ask him that. Last <laughs> few years, I've been whooping that tail, boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, real quick, and, and this will be the last of it, I promise. Did he ever tell you that story about Vic when when Rodney was jogging one day? So if he hasn't, ask him about this, right? So way back when he first moved down to Atlanta, Vic was still playing for the Falcons. 
and and Rodney's running hills in that neighborhood, right? Just running hills. It's got to be yeah, hundred degrees out. I, I, I ran those hills a few times. But yeah. See, you know it, right? Yeah. So up up creeps this limo, this big black stretch limo, right? <laughs> and then slowly comes the window down with this big cloud of cigar smoke. And there's Vic looking over at Hot Rod saying, "You're working too hard, big fella." And then just keep moving. <laughs> hey, I put it. It was cigar smoke. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Aton's trying to edit this that. stuff. Yeah, I don't want to get sued by Vic's camp here now. <laughs> that was a special oh, kind of cigar. It, yeah. it was well known. Trust me. Oh, <laughs> you man. won't get sued. <laughs> I tell you, we got to take a trip that. down to Atlanta, man. Hang with Fred, hang with Rodney. The three of us oh, will come man. down and do a couple of shows. Time. I, I oh baby, I'll be there. I'll be there, <laughs> oh, baby. Oh baby, come on hey. now, baby, 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 please. Real quick, though, <laughs> can you talk some sense into your former teammate here? This dude is walking around with a one iron in his bag. Who? Barrett. <laughs> yeah. You you gotta be kidding. Yep. We wish we were. Bro, Bear, you like a twenty-five handicap? <laughs> <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> Hey, man, you, you gotta go get you some forgiving clubs, man, to help you hit it. Right, they say, forgive me for putting these clubs on the course. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about you guys? Are, what about you, Harry? You got it? Are you a stick, Harry? No, no I'm not a yeah. stick. Tell no. him, no, don't be modest. Harry I'm not a stick. <laughs> Harry can play. You're in the 90s. I can get, I can get around in the you know mid to high 80s, low 90s, oh, yeah. but I'm not a stick. Yeah, no. whoop your ass too. Don't I'm like a four, about three or four. Yeah. Wow. So you're yeah. playing golf with John Smoltz then, probably, huh? You run into him down there? Yeah, I, I played with Smoltz. He but hey, he he a different level good. He's, he's really he, good. Yeah. He's like he shoots 68 be mad. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> mad. That's amazing. Hey, you guys got some tough ones down there too. These these club these courses are not easy. Sugar no. Lowe, East oh, Lake, not easy. Esch no. Echelon is hard too, boy. My yeah. course is hard. Seventy five hundred. Yeah. Hilly with a fast green. <laughs> it's yeah. rough. Yeah, so you gotta, are you ever back up this area? I'm now. Why would you be in Atlanta, right? I'm gonna come this year. I'm gonna just come to visit Barrett. Come watch a game or something. You know. Come on, that will make it happen. I'll take you to any of the Jaws courses. I won't bring my clubs though. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll do it right. We'll we'll have a nice little like two or three day trek here. You come play Harry's club. You can play my club. You can play right. one of Barrett's clubs, which is basically Jaws's club. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take care of you, man. Just not, just I'm... don't kill us, because because I guarantee no, no, you be no, talking no. shit all round. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah, that? Yeah. You see that shot? And we'd be like, dude, I, I couldn't hit the ball 350 if I hit a bat right now. Hey, like Rodney just tell me, get in the weight room. Rodney tell me, get in the weight room. <laughs> hey, listen, I like bra I like bragging rights, you know? I like to know that I beat you. I don't want your money. I want Rodney's money. But I'll, 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 I'll you, Barrett, and Harry, just so I can have bragging rights. No, I might not let you back on the show then, bro. Jeez. Appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you hopping on with us, man. Hey, great. Take it easy, bro. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for coming on, Fred. This is awesome. Thanks, great. Fred McCrary. Wow, that was funny. That was hilarious. In the house as well.
All right, we got a lot to look at, recap, talk about. We'll do that coming up next. It's the middle. Hey, Eagles fans, if you're a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right. You could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huckenfot. What's that? Huckenfot. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life. Count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. There it is. There it is. What's that? I'm, I'm getting hit up. I, I didn't realize that Fred was living down there. So I randomly brought Rodney up as just an example of something going on in New England. So I didn't realize that they had a whole crew down there of Atlanta golfers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they do, man. You know, guys retire from up here, up north, yeah. and go to Atlanta. Right. You know, Atlanta or Houston. Those are two. Those or Miami. The, or Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing in Jersey? 
Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, what are you doing there? Seriously. Because I have to work. <laughs> Those guys didn't have to work. <laughs> yeah, Rodney's making that NBC money, man. Right, right. Sunday I, night football money. Well, I wish I a little bit of that. I wish I would have asked uh, Fred. I, I forgot about it. We talked about it yesterday after you left the show, Aton. We got to get your thoughts on this. T.O. calling out McNabb, saying oh, yeah. he wants to box him and knock the chunky soup out of him. I, I, can I paraphrase <laughs> something that John McMullen tweeted, I think, yesterday? Mm -hmm. Are we still doing this? <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey, I would watch this one. Okay, fair. Like, but I, I don't know. I think you're going to be wildly disappointed to see Donovan. Like, Donovan McNabb's not going to train six months. No, he's going to be fat. Yeah, yeah. And T.O.'s and going to be shredded. You know, th this would be a worse, honestly, this would be a worse matchup than that Kareem Dr. J thing. Where like a 60-year-old Kareem just backed down Dr. J and put up layups on that one-on-one -on -one they tried to sell. Do you remember that? I, I remember them trying to sell it, but I don't. I didn't watch it, and I don't rem remember what happened. Like, was it a a, a beatdown? Yeah, it was. A, it was a center going up against the. Oh, right. And and like the athleticism of the of everybody's game was gone. Mm -hmm. So it would be like Barrett just backing down me in the on a one on one. Mm -hmm. oh, here you go, bang, bang, like jamming his butt into me being like there you go bang there you go bang and then just turning around and laying the ball up like that, that that's what it was well what, what was it when dr j had the ball what did he try to do yeah he tried to take it to the rack he's not knocking down jumpers man. Right. right so he's getting swatted exactly it's tough <laughs> like he's not Bro. crossing up kareem because kareem <clears throat> is just hanging back like all right shoot the ball go ahead and shoot well that's a, but you gotta look at this though remember vice gave him a fought conseco yes. yeah he beat the hell out of him too, man. Yeah, he got knocked out by Vicekahema. Yeah. That was Tony Kornheiser on PTI the next day. Look, I, I, but you could make the argument that Vi would have been equally, if not more, of a successful boxer if he chose that route than a yes, player. right, right, like, Golden Gloves. Blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jose. Remember, Canseco tried to swap his brother in that fight. They got mm. caught. They want to know part of those hands. Somebody in Canseco's camp caught that video of, of Vi punching the goalpost. And was like, "Hey man, we got we, we got to get this brother." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're not What's his brother's him. name? I don't know. John? Ooh, no, it's not John. What would be like? I, I have no idea. Brett? Brett Canseco? Brett, Brett Canseco? <laughs> what's now? What's the most famous thing outside of diming everybody out? Like, is Canseco more Ozzie. famous? Ozzy, thank you. Ozzy Canseco. Of course it's Ozzy. Yeah. What's Oz short for? Osmond? Osvaldo. Osvaldo. Osvaldo, yes. Okay. I like that name, actually. Yeah, I like Osvaldo. Osvaldo. This kid could have been an Osvaldo. Osvaldo Osborne is not the lead singer from Black Sabbath. He's just Ozzy. Well, what's Oz short for? Ozzy short for? Uh, let me check. But it's not Osvaldo. I know somebody named Oz, but that was his last name. I went to college with a guy mm. named Oz. Osborne was his last name. John oh. Michael Ozzy Osborne. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just a nickname. John Michael. I mean, it doesn't yeah, look more yeah. plain than that, yeah. right? That's all I'm saying. But in the all right, so back to this, all I was saying here with yeah, sorry, sorry to derail. No, I, I, I don't <laughs> remember where we derailed from at this point. 
Right. You were talking <laughs> about Vicica Hema. Yes, but that was more so from this this T.O. and Donovan thing. Right. Like, here's the shame of it all is that. And, and I'm not making a statement of judgment because it's going to sound like that. I'm not. It's more of a disappointment because I, I still think T.O. has a lot of relevance in the game. T.O. is one of the best wide receivers to ever play. He put mm -hmm. up seasons that we just we haven't seen. Even when he was done in Cincinnati and Buffalo, he was better than half of the league, if not more. And I feel like he's been reduced to this feud. And, and look, T.O. And, and Barrett, you know, I, I don't know how much of it is just the fear of being irrelevant. And I understand that, especially when you've been on top like T.O. was for so long. But I just feel like not to T.O.'s own doing, but more so to kind of the circumstance. This is a Hall of Famer who can break the game down, who can do a yeah. lot of different things that's basically been reduced to a carnival act. Yeah. Would you get yeah. in the ring and fight Donovan McNabb? Right. Yeah, absolutely. He's not, he's not taking the route that Randy Moss has taken post-retirement. Well, see, that's that's a problem right there. He's That's what he is. He's a carnival. He's a sideshow now simply because – that's what he's pigeonholed himself into. Hmm. He's not reliable as a guy that you could pay to come and do your events. Yeah. He's not a guy that you could say, all right, you know, come down and sit down and let's let's discuss this. You know, he, he'll he get emotionally too involved in the conversation. Kind of like Iverson in a way. Right, right, right. You know? So they, they, they almost, you know, make themselves outcast to really making the big money because, you know, there's a, they're just not in tune with, you know, it's, it's not, a, not to a reality, but they live in a reality – that other people don't right so they can't adjust to everybody else's so they tend not to do it you know yeah. i understood i think you know, you're spot you, on yeah you know, yeah once yeah you the, turn the around, reliability you know, thing is a big deal huge yeah. huge huge yeah. huge deal you know if they can't rely on you they're not going to pay you so mm -hmm. at this point you know it, it's it'll, it'll be hard pressed for him to go out and and find um something you know of a, of a job to go out there and especially pay the amount of money that he thinks that he should be owed mm -hmm. yeah that's I think he should behold a lot more money than what people can give him at this point. Hey, real quick, before we get out of here, and I know we're winding down and we'll have a lot more Thursday night. I can't wait. Thursday night, we've got player props. We've got the game itself. We've got so many different elements of it from a real-life game to a betting standpoint, and then we start to hit some college stuff as well. I tell you, get in now before this thing hits 26 or even 26 and a half. Coastal Carolina laying 25 and a half is the lock hey, <laughs> of the year yeah. of the year now let me just this is global so this is not a legal book here in the state of pennsylvania but the odds have been updated for ben simmons and where he'll Ooh. go now let me give you initially the first bet you can place will ben simmons attend 76ers training camp <laughs> now have either of you seen this ahead of time in all full no disclosure? okay no what do you think yes is? Like plus or minus what? Will Ben Simmons attend 76ers training camp? What do you think yes I, is? I think that's the underdog. That's plus money. Plus what? Uh, now, plus... let me say this real quick before you make a guess. This is the global market, so they're not beholden to people jumping in and placing a ton of wagers on it. Usually, this can be a little bit more outlandish. For the purposes of drawing people into regular bets, plus six hundred, close. Barrett, you mm. want a shot? I'm saying a little more than that, man. Even well, it's lower than six. It's lower than six. Yes. I. What? So what? Four eighty. Four hundred. Four hundred. Okay. 
but you guys are both in the same ballpark. All right. Which is it's a four to one return. That he goes to training camp with the Sixers. Now, what's no? Knowing that yes is 400, what do you think no is? And I'll give you a small hint. It's north of 400. Hmm. I'm saying around nine. No, six something. 600? Seven. Okay. Minus 700 is a 20% chance that Simmons will attend camp. With the Sixers. Correct. With the odds as they are right now, there's a 20% chance that Ben Simmons shows up to training camp. Wow. Now we That's gave Carson Wentz way more of a percentage that he would show up last year and his ass got shipped out. Hmm. You know? Wow. That's, That's incredible. I, uh, I, nope. You know, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that simply because, you know, the amount of money that they make, I think it's like three or $400,000 a game, you know, that's a different. That's a different mindset, you know. Because you could, you can go ahead and find me a hundred thousand dollars, one hundred twenty thousand yeah. dollars for not showing up each day of practice. You know what I mean? Right. But once you get the game check, that's when it gets a little more realer. But at this point, a hundred thousand dollars is nothing to these guys. No, yeah. not at all. Right. From a camp standpoint, that's a great point. Right. Yeah. Missing camp. This is like the NFL version of the holdout, where players like to flex because there's like three weeks of the calendar where they can flex, lose a little money. Yeah, it's, and like, it's like twelve to $14,000 a Right. A Remember Deshaun did that yep. when he was here? He was like, I'm holding out. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, all right, man, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Right. <laughs> and, and he was talk. back. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and look, and, and there's nothing wrong with the player doing that. That was the minimum kind of, of chance they can. But before we get out, I know we've got a minute or so left. Blazers are two-to-one favorites. Minnesota really? now three-to-one. What about Toronto? Wow. Toronto's down to 10 to 1. Wow, Vin the insider. The insider. Yeah, they're kind of hovering right there. Wow. If you really want to get aggressive, you can place a 33 to 1 long shot bet. Do you want to guess State. who? Golden State or Sacramento? Golden State's actually 7 to 1 behind only Sacramento, Minnesota, and Portland. Uh, what did you say? 33 to 1? Long shot. The Wizards. I mean, Harry, when I mean long shot, I mean not even in this country long shot. Oh. Well, Toronto's not in this country. Well, we already mentioned them. Yeah, we already mentioned them. I mean, what else could it be? The Shanghai Sharks. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Who do they have on a roster to give back? (laughs) Not Damian Lillard. I can tell you that. (laughs) We're out of here. A reminder, make sure you like and subscribe. Everything, not just us. Birds 365, our football show with Dan Cilio. We want you to like everything you see and also subscribe to the channel, that notification bell, so you're not straggling late. We'll be back on a Thursday, official football Thursday. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, and Aton Shander, it's the middle. Hey, Eagles fans, if you're a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right. You could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. 
It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.